know me, my name is Barry, um, and before we get started today, I just want to share a little bit with you about my day yesterday. Um, preaching is not my normal thing yet, as Matt would say, um, so what typically leads up to the handful of times that I've done this is on a Saturday morning, the butterflies begin to turn into pterodactyls, vulture <laughs> Vulture butterflies, I think I'd like to call them from now on. And my wife kind of knows this, that I'm not the best person to be around come Saturday. So in her wisdom, she um, planned a surprise date day for us, which did do some good for me to take my mind off of this morning. But yesterday was particularly worse for me. You see, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I shared with you the good news in my welcome that South Africa were playing in the Rugby World Cup. Yesterday, in the semifinals, we took on England. And in three minutes, we were trailing. And for 76 minutes, South Africa trailed. And I get emotional about it. With four minutes left, a veteran South African player crushed a penalty kick, a field goal, from nearly 50 meters out, which is like, I don't know, 140, 150 feet, yards, no, feet, um, to win the game by one point. And I get emotional about it, and a part of me thinks, why, don't I, why do we, and as the church, not get so emotional about the good news of the gospel sometimes? Um, that's what sports does to us, I guess. So, next week, 12 o'clock noon, South Africa are playing against the All Blacks, the mighty New Zealand team. I, I expect all of you to be watching and rooting for me, because I'm my team. But... Um, but yeah, as we get going, would you please just join with me in prayer and feel free to take whatever posture you feel comfortable with this morning. Jesus. Abba, Father. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we can be here this morning to worship you, to hear your words. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will, will move through this place this morning. When your son Jesus walked into the room, he had the power to change lives. I pray this morning that your words will do the same. I pray that your words will have the power to soften hard hearts and to heal broken ones. We pray this in your precious, precious name. Amen. Amen. When Matt asked me to, to share a message this morning on Colossians, I knew that the Holy Spirit and God had put his hand a little bit on this because there's two particular verses in Colossians that have been so powerful and so impactful in my life over the past couple of years. You see, a little bit of my story of the last year and a half, two years, um, my, my family and I have been in a brutal attack when it comes to business and partnerships. We have been in the most awful situation, and as of last week, we finally signed on the dotted line, and we are moving on to better and greater things in the business world. So, but over the past year, it's been extremely difficult, and these two passages or two verses that we're going to go through today have been incredibly powerful for me, and I thank my wife and my children for standing alongside me and supporting me through this. I also praise the Lord for His guidance through the season in our lives and not allowing my identity to become wrapped up in, 
in my title, in my position, and more importantly, in the social media fame that our market or our company had. It's so easy, I believe, for in today, looking at the youth and the young adults, and we get wrapped up in these identities of what we do rather than who we are. And our Instagram handles, it scares me that we, we relate to ourselves as our Instagram name as opposed to the name we were given when we were born. Um, and I believe that is a, it's a bit of a, a crisis that we are going through as a society. So today's message is simply titled Work. And if you would join me on this little exercise and just put, put yourself in this position, it's 5 a.m. on a Monday morning, the alarm clock rings, you hit the snooze button multiple times, and you fight, the, you fight your body's urge to just stay in bed and to not, not go into the day. The smell of fresh brewing coffee is your only hope to make it through this week. It's Monday morning. And depending on your situation, you usher your children or your spouses off to work and off to school, and you climb in your car, your hands clench the steering wheel, you merge into the the stream with the rest of the salmon swimming upstream on a Monday morning, rough hour, rush hour traffic. And you look around you and you see the rest of the salmon all swimming upstream against the current. We all sing in the same anthem, I owe, I owe, it's off to work I go. And 53% of Americans in a re- recent poll showed that they were unhappy with their daily voca- vocations and I'd argue that that's probably a global thing, not being from America. I know that's true of South Africa and probably most of Europe. We are, we are not happy in our work lives. And I've got to ask myself that I don't believe that this is the true intention of God's meaning for work. Because work was there prior to sin. See, in the beginning, God gave Adam work. And he had to tend to the, to the garden. So there was work before. So I, I believe that God's intention for work is is to have some goodness to it, not this grind constantly. Sin entered the world, yes, and we were to work it by the sweat of our brow, so there was going to be some, some sweat that was involved. And in today's passage, Paul's letter to the Colossians, he reminds us of the importance of our attitude and our commitment to, towards our work. So if you have your Bibles, can you turn to Colossians 3, 23, verses 23 or 3, verses 23 and 24, as we explore this passage. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. It is the Lord Christ that we are serving. In today's message, I want to explore three things. Firstly, the command that Paul has given us to to serve the Lord with wholehearted devotion And secondly, I want to explore kind of the motivation behind that commandment or the command. And then thirdly, um, for us to look at the promise that he gives us to those that diligently serve the Lord. And through these three points, I hope that we would find a deeper understanding of how to serve the Lord in our daily lives and how to honor him in a way that pleases him. So if you're ready, let's get after it. The first one, the commandment. Verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. Whatever you do. This command encompasses every aspect of our lives. It encompasses our work, our relationships, 
our daily activities, no matter what you do. If you manage a staff or a company with 500 employees, this message today is for you. If you get to shake the hand in the service industry of the end user, the customer that uses your company's products or services, this message is for you. Mothers, please hear this. If you change the diapers of the most precious gifts to your family, this message is for you too. Whatever you do, if life has dealt you a card where you are unable to go to work, please hear that this message is for you. Whatever you do, how you interact with those people around you that are serving you in this time, this message is still for you. Whatever we do, we do it for the Lord with all of our heart. Paul's words emphasize the importance of dedicating all of our endeavors to the Lord, ensuring that it is done without a half heart and without self-centered attitude. Paul's command reflects the desire for us to be fully engaged in what we are doing, and everything that we should do should be done to honor His glory. By serving the Lord with our whole hearts, we demonstrate our love for Him and also our understanding of His supreme authority in our lives. The practical implications of this command, it challenges us to examine our motives and our attitudes to our work and how we deal with our work and those around us in those, in those places. It challenges us to examine our actions at work. And it's not just for the confines of our Sunday morning routines and rhythms. This message, I believe, is your Monday through Friday message. It also calls us, this command calls us to elevate our work ethic, our relationships, and our priorities, ensuring that they all align with our commitment to serving God. If we shift focus now and look at the motivation behind this commandment to serve the Lord with all our hearts and with wholehearted devotion, I believe that we need to look at the context of Colossians a little bit and how that kind of relates to us today in 2023. See, Paul was writing to the church in Colossians um, that were facing false teachings and multiple distractions. Today, in the United States, there are over 200 denominations and over 40,000 globally there are some false teachings out there. I can promise you that. Um, but more specifically, Paul is writing to the false teachings towards the, the Jewish laws, um, the worshiping of angels, and the strict belief in denying oneself of certain things to put yourself in right stead with God. Um, and I think the difference that we see today in today's society is that we actually, society is telling us that we don't even need a savior that we are our own savior. There is no creator. We are in charge of our own destiny. And when it relates to work, we are the breadwinners. With a mindset shift to focusing on God, God is our ultimate breadwinner. And we just show up and, and do his work in the places that he has us. Then the distractions. Oh my goodness. There are so many distractions in today's world. The cell phones that are attached to us, attached to our hips, the distractions that come with us, will come with that. Over the past couple of weeks, um, my wife and I and our three oldest children have been trying to instill a, a, a spiritual practice of centering, centering prayer. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Centering prayer where you spend time in complete silence, anywhere from five to, they recommend, 20 minutes. But five minutes felt like two hours to us. Um, the distractions that come in those times of silence when we just try and put out the world and listen to God. 
part of centering prayer is to have a word that brings you back into focus with him, whether it's Father or Abba. This morning's prayer, there was a time of silence, and it's kind of awkward as a society. I believe we, we don't like silence anymore. We want the noise constantly. I find that in the practice of centering prayer, my word, Abba, is almost like a song. I just repeat it over and over with the distractions that keep coming in a time of silence, let alone the dog giving itself a bath in the corner, licking itself. Um, but I think the motivation behind Paul's words here is for us to focus and for the, the, the church of Colossae to focus on Christ and to live their lives in a manner that is worthy of the Lord. So the motivation is purely focus. The second part of verse 23 states that work as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Working for the Lord and not for human masters. Our motivation in work should be rooted in our understanding of Christ's redemption in our lives and the grace that we have received through Him. It is through the work of His Son on the cross and our salvation that we should, that should be our motivation in our work. So how do we do this in, a, in the new humanity in 2023? Our motivation should, to serve should wholeheartedly stem from the gratitude of what Christ has done for us. By recognizing His redeeming work, we are motivated to serve Him joyfully, faithfully, and with, with our entire being, Monday through Friday, not just on Sunday. Now as we take a look at at the third point, the promise that comes in in these two um, verses. Verse 20, 24 reads, Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a, as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. The promise of inheritance here, it's, it serves as an encouragement for us to, to persevere in our work and to keep getting out of bed on that Monday morning when we don't want to. We're serving the Lord to get out of bed and to go into those places and to be a light. It assures us that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. It reminds us of the eternal reward that awaits for us. And Paul also reminds us that um, in our service, we are ultimately serving the Lord himself, not our earthly masters or our bosses or our managers. Um, we're serving the Lord in our workplaces. And this perspective should shape our attitudes and our efforts as we seek to please and glorify Him solely and not seek our human approval or our, our management's approval or ownership's approval. And knowing this promise of inheritance and recognizing the Lord is our ultimate audience and He's the only one that we should be focused on, it inspires us to serve the, the Lord diligently. We can find assurance and motivation by focusing on the eternal reward that awaits for us and centering our work I'm bringing glory to God. And as we kind of come to, towards the ending of today's message, I want us to focus on those, those three things this week and let us remember that the commandment to serve the Lord with our whole hearts and the motivation for us to stay focused on Him daily and embracing and holding on to that promise that, um, that Paul speaks of to serve the Lord. And may this passage guide us in our daily lives reminding us to devote ourselves wholeheartedly to the service of the Lord in Jesus Christ. And it's not, we don't work for our salvation. It is all through the work that He has done for us. We work at it, at it out, of, out of a response for what He has done. 
And I think our challenge to you this week is that you commit to serving the Lord with wholehearted devotion. Examine your attitudes and your motives and your actions and putting them in front of the Lord. And let us seek those opportunities to serve joyfully and knowing that the Lord's work is not in vain and He is our ultimate, ultimate audience. May our lives be a testimony of our wholehearted devotion to a loving God. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Life and Rhythm podcast. If you'd like to know more about Rhythm Community Church, you can go online at rhythm.community. Peace.